this is a, a great pleasure for me to come from the little land of Haiti and to meet some of you of the great the greatest nations around the world America not as a representative of any government from this world but as a representative of God and uh, it is an honor, also a privilege for us because God took us so low and had given us a lot of a lot of his blessings that we can be here now in a way to thank you all who have endeavored had made a lot of effort to help the little children who without your help would have a long time ago died. Before I share a verse from the Bible with you, we want to thank all of you, each and every one who is involved in the, in the work of Haiti Lifeline Ministry, whether you have been there already or not, but we know that you all are concerned about this work. And one of the reasons that you gathered, gathering in so great number today is because some of you have traveled from a long way to come and see who is Nicole and who is Daniel. Thank you for that. Warm, warm welcome among you. We appreciate that. There is one verse of the scripture that the Lord had put on my heart to share with you this morning. And it is about this. We're going to have our teaching. It is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 5, and verse 27. Genesis 5, the first book of the Bible. The fifth chapter of the whole Bible and the 27th verse in the whole Bible. You can't miss that. And all the days of Methuselah were 960 and nine years, and he died. Maybe you are asking, why the pastor is using this verse? 
just telling about someone who just came to his earth, though he lived for a long time, but he, he just came and he died. No greater work about his life. What we will have to learn that would be important to us about the fact that someone was born, he lived, and he died. Because all of us, all of the, the ones that were born before us, they had lived in, in the dead. And we, each and every one who is living now, was born once, and he is appointing to the death. One day he will die. Why about that? Well, we will notice also that Methuselah was the one that had lived the longest life in the records of the whole history. 969 years. None of us will not live that great age. And all our forefathers that had been on this earth never reached that age. Methuselah was the only one that had lived that long age. What does that has to do with the teaching of the, uh, of the word of the Lord this morning. Methuselah is best known as the one who lived a longer life than that of any other person who ever lived on the face of this earth. However, the number of those who know the reason why his life was so long is not a great number. Though we all know that he had lived the longest life, but not everybody knows the reason why his life was so long. And this is my duty through the help of the Holy Spirit this morning to unveil this verse so you can have some revelation about the why of the longest life of Methuselah. The long life of Methuselah, what, what many people don't know about it, is that it has some connection with the grace and mercy of God. It has a relationship 
with the patience of God. And this is clearly proven by the Bible. When I was in seminary studying the Word of God, the Bible, I did not like so much to study about genealogy, which is a long list of names. So-and-so begets so-and-so, and so-and-so begets so-and-so. Sometimes it's hard for you to understand why the writer of the Bible would take his time to record all those names. Sometimes you, sometime you have a tendency to just move on and, and overlook, overlap those long records. But God doesn't write anything for nothing. Everything that is in the Bible has his importance. Because in the book of June, we read that the Bible is a selection of things that are very important. Because if the Bible would have to record everything that had happened from the beginning of time until this day, the book would be so large that nobody would be able to carry this book. And uh, even you would convert all these oceans to become ink to write those things, you would, would not have enough ink. If you would use all the trees, you would uh, convert them onto pen or pencil to write this, you will be, you won't have enough pen or pencil. But all that are recorded in those 66 books are things that are important to let you know that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And when you believe on that fact, you will have life through his name. So what we have recorded is a selection. And those big lists of names are part of the most important things that are recorded for our goods. So we going to study about the genealogy list in Genesis 5 to in, in a way to understand why Methuselah had lived such a long life. In Genesis 4, 5 verse 20 it says Enoch walked with God and in Genesis 6 verse 6 it says and it repented the Lord 
that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. God was grieved because he had made man, because man had done things that was not pleasant unto God's sight. But he had found one man who walked according to God's will, and his name was Enoch. When we consider the genealogic list, which is so long, I'm not going to take your time to read it all, because I tell you, when I was in seminary, it was one of the most difficult lessons when you would have to go through those lists and get explanation from them. So I don't want to put you through that test this morning. <laughs> so I will just explain it to you. But when you get time, when you're at home, go through it and you, you will find some very, very good thing about it. What I will tell you that Enoch was the father of Methuselah. And the Bible reports that Enoch did work with God. And by the way, Methuselah, the son of Enoch, had lived the longest life on the face of the earth. But Enoch, on that list of long-lived people, is the one that had lived the shortest life. Note that, and we continue the study with you. As Enoch walked with God, and according to verse 24, let, let's, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him he was not but he did not, he did not die everybody else was born and begot sons and daughters and they died that's what we get recorded from Adam to Enoch but there's a, when we get to Enoch there's, there's something different that is talking about him, then all others. It says in verse 22, And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah. 300 years, and begot son and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him. That's so wonderful. While everybody were busy to do other things that had displeased God, so God had had to destroy the world. If you would read from Genesis 6, verse 1 through through six, you would see that all the 
imagination of men's thought were only a evil, nothing good. And for that reason, God had decided to destroy the whole world, all the people that lived before Noah, before <coughs> the flood of Noah. Apparently, as Enoch was a good friend of God and they visited, they visited one another so often and they were working together. I like that testimony. It's the best one that you can have for God to say that you have worked with him. And one, and one of their work together because God, uh, in the Bible, in Amos, we, we read that the Lord will not do nothing without sharing his secret with his servant, the prophet. And Enoch was one of the prophets of the old time that had worked with God. And, when, uh, uh, and in one of their work, while they were working one day, and God had shared with Enoch, his desire to destroy the ancient world. And God said, you know, that's what I'm going to do because men don't want to walk according to my ways, to my statute. So I regret that I had made them, but I'll do something. I will destroy that ancient world with a flood. But you're going to have a son. You remember what God had said to Abraham a long time ago about Isaac, who was not yet born, even about Jesus, that would be a blessing to all the kindred of this earth. God knows far from the future before something happened. And God had shared his secret with Enoch who was his great friend. It is marvelous when you are a friend of God. I will not have any friend on this earth but have God as my friend. And God had shared his secret with Enoch. He said, Enoch, uh, Enoch, I'm going to destroy this world because of sin. But you're going to have a son born from you. This destruction will come through waters. But that will come exactly when the, the very day that your son that is going to be born will die. So, when Enoch had Methuselah, he named him Methuselah because Methuselah comes from the Hebrew word Methuselah. Methuselah in Hebrew means at his death, the sending of waters. At his death, the sending 
of waters. And so, Enoch named his son Methuselah. So, Methuselah become as a living prophecy. And every time Enoch would call his, his son's name, everybody would remind that there is a flood that will come, but that will come exactly at the death of this, this boy or this man. So he, he, he was a living prophecy. And let us go a little further in the genealogical list to find uh, a proof of about what I just tell you. In Genesis 5, 25, we read, Methuselah begot Lamech. And how old was he when he begot, begot Lamech? Verse 25. And Methuselah lived 180 and seven years and begot Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begot Lamech 780 and two years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. <coughs> we consider the fact in verse 25, that Methuselah beget Lamech at the age of 187 years. Lem in verse 28, Lamech, who was the son of Methuselah, he begot Noah, when he himself was 182 years old. Let's look at it, at it. verse 28, Genesis 5:28. And Lamech lived 180 and two years and begot a son. And he called his name Noah, saying this, this same shall comfort us concerning our work and toils of our, our hands because of the ground which, is, which the Lord hath cursed. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah 590 and five years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were 770 and seven years, and he died. So Lamech 
at the birth of his son Noah was 182 years old. But in the in Genesis 7 verse 1 verse 11 we have the exact date the year and the how when the flood the rain of the flood started and uh, let's read it Genesis 7 11 and the six hundredth year of Noah's life. In the second month, the seventeenth, the seventieth day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the wind and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the upon the earth forty days and forty nights. When Noah, who is the son of Lamech, was six hundred years old. The flood came. Remember that the Lord had told Methuselah, had told Enoch, that at the death of Methuselah, he would send the waters that would destroy the anti-delivian world. So, as the Bible says that the flood came when Noah was 600 years old. We will have to do some mathematics to find out if Methuselah has died when Noah was 600 years old. Then that would prove the fact why God had that so long list of genealogy in Genesis. If Lamech, <coughs> if Methuselah begat Lamech at the age of 187 years, and Lamech begat Noah at the year at the age of 182 years and when Noah was 600 years old the flood came by adding by adding the 100 of 87 years of Metus of uh, <coughs> Methuselah when he begot Lamech that was his age at Lamech Beth, plus the 180 years that Lamech was when he begot Noah, plus the 600 that, uh, of years that Noah had lived before the flood started, we get exactly 
969 years. Which gives you the exact, the exact age of Methuselah. And God had told Enoch that the, the flood would come at the death of Methuselah. And it is a matter of fact, that's the reason why God, that Enoch had named his son this name, Methuselah, which means at his death, the sending of waters. Now you say, that's great. I never knew that. But why? <laughs> what is the connection between all that you, you have explained to us with the grace of God? Now we're going to, to dig and to get the most interesting thing about it. We have explained to you that Noah knew that the flood would come at Methuselah's, Methuselah's death. And the fact that Methuselah lived so long a life was his testimony of the grace and patience of God. When we read in Second Peter chapter three, verse one through nine, it's explained to us that before the the flood came, God had revealed Noah. Had revealed to Noah what he was going to do. And Noah had to build a great boat that we call the Ark of Noah. And while he was while he was building that boat, he was at the same time preaching to his generation. So they would give the heart to the Lord, to God. If they would mind God, they would leave their sinning business. God would not have brought the, the flood upon them. Noah had preached for 120 years, trying to bring the people from the sins under the obedience to God's word. That they wouldn't mind. Instead, they were mocking at Noah. So oh, that old man must be crazy. He goes on the top of a mountain on dry land and he's building a boat. <laughs> Noah is crazy. But Noah kept preaching kept preaching. 
God is going to send a flood that will kill everybody. And the flood will come at the death of Methuselah. You better mind. You better quit your sinning business. And get saved. Come to God in repentance. Oh no, I must be crazy. That will never happen. And then in Second Peter, let's, let's go to Second Peter 2, verse 3 to 9, to, to say, Second Peter 3, verse 1 to 9, to see what they were, they were saying. They said that uh, since they were born, they, never, they have never seen anything, anything like that. That will not happen. People have a tendency to believe what they have seen with their eyes. And when you're talking about something that, never, that they never have, have seen before, they say that you are crazy. And that's what they did with, the, with Noah's message. They would not believe because they have never heard from, <coughs> from the creation until the days of Noah that a flood was come upon this earth. So they would not mind. And uh, Apostle Peter wanted to remind his generation about that. He says in, verse, in the first verse of the third chapter of Second Peter, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. Peter wanted them to remember what had happened. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostle of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? That's what people are saying today. You said that Jesus would come. You preachers, you are foolish people. Where is the, 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 the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. They had forgotten about Noah's flood. For these there, <coughs> they willingly are ignorant of that, by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the word that then was being overflowed with water perished. The world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth 
which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The antediluvian world had been destroyed by waters. And when Noah came out of the of the ark, he had dressed in an altar and worshipped God, and God had promised him that he will never destroy this world anymore by water. That's the reason why we have the rainbow. Whenever you saw a rainbow in the sky, remember that is the promise that God had made to Noah that he will not destroy the world by water anymore. So, but according to Peter, God will destroy this world again, but this time with fire. Just like the people that lived in the time of Noah did not believe when Noah told them that God was destroyed, was going to destroy the world with water, they did not believe. They were mocking at Noah. That's the very same thing that they're doing with us today when we're telling them that God is going to destroy this world this time by fire. And Peter said, <coughs> the mocking at, at us, saying, where is the accomplishment of the promise? Since we were born, we had the, the, the uh, preachers preaching about Jesus Christ is coming, Jesus Christ is coming, Jesus Christ is, is coming, but we never see him. They must be foolish. That's what they said about Noah. But the flood did come. Did not it? It did come. It's so. Someday the fire will come. Amen. But remember the flood did not destroy all the world. It did. But Noah, his three sons, and his three daughter-in-law, they were kept safe because they had mind the Lord. And their Noah's sons, they believed at the father's message and they had got onto the ark. Don't be discouraged. Amen. <laughs> Don't be discouraged. <laughs> Just because the majority of the people don't believe your message, that doesn't change anything. What God says, he will do it. He will do, do it in his own time. God is never late. God is never late. He takes his, his time. Amen. And Peter says, in that uh, same... In that same passage, in the verse 9, the Lord is not slack. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, 
as some men count likeness, that is long-suffering. Amen. That is long-suffering to us, what? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God don't want any one of us to perish. That's the reason why he delays the sending of the fire. Each day that pass, that Christ doesn't come back, it's a blessing because it is because, uh, in connection with the patience of God and his love. God don't want anyone to perish. He wants everybody that is living on this earth to come to the knowledge of his grace and to, to repent and through repentance get saved. Just as in the days of Noah, people were mocking at him saying that there will no, never be a flood. But the flood did come and destroyed them. But only Noah's family got saved because they, are, they were the only one that believed at Noah's message. It just so with us today. And what I... What encourages me is the way that Joshua taught. He said, even though everybody else would not mind, would not want to serve the Lord, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. God doesn't count on the great number. Men are looking to the numbers of people. When you have a church of thousands of members, they say, hey, that's a good church. But when God is looking down, he's looking in the heart. He's looking in the life of the people. Maybe the church that has 10, 20,000 people is not so great in the eyes of the Lord. But you, as a little flock, and you mind the Lord, you do <coughs> to your best what the Lord commands to you. When God is looking down, what is going right here below, He may see you as the greatest church that ever existed. The greatness of the church in the sight of God is not in the wall of the building. Having a nice building that would cost millions of dollars. No. God doesn't look it like the, uh, uh, that way. But God is searching the heart of every one of you to see if you walk according to his comment. And uh, if you do so, when he look at you, he would say, 
good and faithful servants. And uh, we'll give you the better place that he has and his mansion in heaven. They were mocking Noah for 120 years. But Noah did not discourage. He kept on preaching the gospel. In the days of Joshua, the Israelite people had done a lot of sins to, to discourage Joshua. But he would not let them discourage him, him to live out the preaching. He said, even though nobody else would want to go with us, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That should be the statement of each one of you today. If no one else want to mind the Lord, but as for me and my family, my children, we will serve the Lord. Noah was preaching for 120 years, but we, we are preaching the gospel since over 2,000 years. Sometimes we have the same answers. People won't accept Christ. They're saying that we are lying because we have, uh, we have been preaching so long, Christ is not back yet. But we know for sure that one of these days, something glad is going to happen. Something good is on the way. We will hear the trumps of the Lord in the air coming with his angel. Amen. Amen. To take home all those who believe, you know, all those who are obeying at the Lord's command. It says maybe two people, maybe in the field walking together, the one who believe will be cut up. And the one who did not believe would be left. Maybe two people would be riding in the car. The one would go and the other would be left. A husband and a wife maybe are sleeping in the same bed. And in the morning, the one who was ready would go with the Lord. And the other one who did not want to accept the gospel would, even, would not even know what had happened. But in order to be saved, in order to go with, with the Lord when he comes, he will come anyhow. Just by saying that he will not come would not prevent him from coming. He will come every, anyhow. But hold unto you if you don't believe that he will come, because he will come to take home the believers, just like God had took, took him, had took Enoch from the means of, of the corrupted generation of his time. 
because he walked with God. God took him and they, they did not see him anymore on this earth. That was going to happen when Jesus come. He will take us. Christian who mind the preaching of the preachers who obey and do his will will take us home, home to heaven. And those who don't believe, they will be left behind. And then there will be crying and gnashing of teeth because pretty soon the water, the, not the water, the fire will come and consume the existing world. If you are here today to hear this teaching, it is because God loves you. Because God loves you and he wants you to be saved. Want you come to accept Jesus, the repenting of your sins, so confessing them, you won't be among those who are mocking, but you will be among those who are praying and serving God that when Christ will come, we'll go home with him. May the Lord bless you.